last time on Join the Party. Here come superpowers, here come superpowers, right down the LTC way. That one, that one just didn't really work. I'll do a regular one. Last time on Join the Party. A blizzard wallops Lake Town City and knocks out all the power, while Val, Milo, Aggie, and Aggie's youngest sister, Quinn, are in the super fun time danger room. As Dr. Morrow tries to get all the power in the entire city back online, she is interrupted by a raging and massive bear that grabs her and tries to take her away. All the powered folk spring into action against the grizzly intruder, get it, grizzly? And Dr. Morrow escapes on her emergency rocket skis, leading the mega bear away. So, to recap, battle, blizzard, blackout, bears, beats, Battlestar Galactica. Let's get the party started. If this was a Coen Brothers movie, we get like five seconds of just nothing. Like the camera is right on the road. It's all snow with low visibility. And like the snow is whipping in all directions, flurrying by the camera. And then first we hear the crunch of Aggie's truck tires running over the freshly falling and icy snow. And then we slowly see the truck coming closer and closer to the camera. First, just as a shadow, the fog and really good headlights that she bought from a proprietary place on Reddit. (laughs) I'm really into truck Reddit. That makes sense. So we just see like the shadow and then the two high beams and then the truck finally comes into frame and then passes over the camera. And we get like a quick shot of the underbelly and then the camera turns over and we see it drive past. What kind of music is Quinn playing in the front seat? That was literally the next question I was going to say. And I think it's this Doppler effect thing where you get like five seconds of red by Taylor Swift. (laughs) And then you also hear Aggie be like, you actually don't use your brights in fog. It's about the low lights. It's really fascinating, but it looks bright because it's foggy. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I want to set the scene. So you're all in Aggie's truck and you're all wearing your costumes and you have your your winter clothes on you. I assume like you're also wearing a jacket or a hat or gloves with that. And then Quinn, just looking like Quinn in her like massive Canada Goose puffy coat over her gym clothes that she wore for training is sitting in the front seat. Quinn is just like, yeah, t- she's really ni- a much nicer in person if you want to get to know her. Like her apartment is very cool. The documentary really changed my point of view about her. I, I really appreciated that. Just like a glimpse behind the, the world. You know, it was, it was great. Oh, did you see? I was in that. Yeah, I thought I recognized your sweatpants on the floor, which I have told you since the day you were born <laughs> that you do not keep pants on the floor. Quinn, at least put them on the back of a chair. She turns around and looks at Val and Milo, and she like, she always like this. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but in a good way. <laughs> I, I also keep my pants on the floor. If that's if that's something we have in common. You don't have a clothes <laughs> chair, you know? Like the thing where you, you throw all of the clothes instead of putting it in a hamper, you put it on a chair instead to wear later. Aggie turns the volume up. 
<laughs> Loving you is red. Ba 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 ba. Okay, wonderful. So, how about one of you roll a d6 for me? I got it. My d6 was already out. I feel like you're the Do best it. roller. Oh, I got a six. Okay, Ooh. wonderful. We win. Goodbye. Bye. No problems at all. All right, and the episode's over. Do, 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 do. Okay, so Aggie, you are driving the way that you get downtown from Dr. Morrow's house, which is it's pretty far out there. As we said, it's kind of in between. There's like area in between Company Town and Laketon, which so like if we were in any other city, it's like we're driving all the way out from the suburbs and need to make our way downtown. So you need to go through a few different roads, side roads, to get on the exit to go on the highway, if even that's what you would do in a blizzard. Yes, I think I would take the highway because that's the most likely to be plowed. Right. Uh, so as you're driving through, you're focused on just driving and keeping Quinn, <laughs> making sure Quinn is sitting down. And as she's turned around and facing Milo now in her seat, which is dangerous, she shouldn't do it. Very good. Um, and then all of a sudden, something darts in front of the truck. I break slightly and turn uh, from where it is coming so I can hopefully go in the space that it just left. I want you to make a perception check to see if you can get out of the way. 22. Ooh, wonderful. Ooh, and nice. then And then Milo and Aggie, we're going to, this is how I'm going to do the advantage on this. Both of you are going to roll dexterity checks and then we're going to take the highest out of you guys. Should we just have Amanda roll or <laughs> seventeen is what I got. <laughs> oh, actually, I got nineteen plus two for twenty one. Oh, wow. wonderful! Okay, I want to know what this functionally looks like. So, like, you have the ghost hand doing the ice, and then Aggie. What is this? Our car maneuvers looking like? I think Aggie has all of the composure of like a beleaguered dad driving like through the night to get to the next stop of the road trip. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. And is just like focused, knows what's happening. Everybody from LTC knows how to drive in snow who has cars. The blizzard doesn't phase her. It's more like assessing what the current state of like the plowing and emergency response is. Cause she knows like where everybody starts when the plowing and the salting and like who is assigned to what areas. And it's just like, it's like you're walking into work and just like, oh, who's on shift today? Like that is the kind of feeling. Wonderful. Yeah. So you see something dart in front of the car and then you're just like, yeah, I got it. No, nah, it happens, deer, whatever. And so uh, she knows how to how to handle it. Was it a deer? Um, Milo is panicking, by the way, but <laughs> is also concentrated. <laughs> yeah. So. Good for him. <laughs> I like this. I want to like do a zoom shot of the tires that is just like you see Aggie is just like steers into the skid. And then also the ghost hand like is pushing all of the snow and ice out of the way. So it's like. It's like, you know, when you see uh, like a hot knife through butter and how it just like goes out of the way of the of the knife, but everything else stays solid. So just like the path of the tire is just is the regular pavement. And I think that you go to a, just a, a regular stop and something like slams hard on the Oh, thank you, Hood. I was going to say face. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah. Something slams hard on the face of the truck. And it's not because you hit anything. It's because Dr. Morrow is leaning hard on the truck. What? She's like, and she's like catching, catching her breath. Let her in. Yeah. Val opens their door. Oh, oh my God. Thank you. Uh, I think that she just keeps the door open and just like push it, 
pushes Val and Milo over. So That's the door fine. is open because she still has these skis on. So the skis are like outside and she closes the door as much as possible. Put them in the bed of the truck. What no, are you I'm doing? Not taking, no, I'm not taking them all. I, I, I got to keep them on. Retract them? Okay, fine. I'll retract them. Yeah, and she pushes the button. Uh, I forgot. I, I I thought it was my other skis. And she retracts them and closes the door. Aggie starts driving slightly before the door is closed. Aggie, pl- no, please don't. I, Aggie, I really think that you should... I, I'm only coming in to, to warm myself up. I do not think that driving with me inside here is a good idea. Why are you so committed to tussling with this bear? I'm not committed to it. It's just obviously only coming after me. Therefore, if we split up, you don't have to get chased by the bear. What are the odds of Sorry, I've, I've been calling it the Giga Bear. It's the Giga Bear, because it's bigger. <laughs> it's the Giga okay. Bear. Yeah. I, I don't want to get confused with the other bears that are delightful and you leave it alone, but the Giga Bear obviously wants to get me. What are the odds that this bear could follow us across several highways to the downtown? Oh, very high. I would say very high. It is a very big bear. It's all, well, also because it's, it was right behind me, right when it was very close behind me. So I should we go. we keep driving? Okay, let's go. So No, please let me out. What? Okay, fine. Get out. Okay. <laughs> why Why is Giga Bear? I, yeah, I, why is Giga Bear is a great question. Milo, sometimes in science, you don't ask why. You say, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and at that point, bursting through the tree line on the side of the pavement is the Giga Bear. It somehow looks more ferocious as possible now that you're seeing it on all fours because it is as large as Aggie's truck. And it is growling and snarling and almost like pawing at the snow like it's ready to pounce, like it's a bull or a panther. And it is looking right through you, Aggie, because it knows that Dr. Morrow is back there. What did you do to piss off this bear? <laughs> I don't I don't know! How what makes you think you're going to be able to survive this? I think we should stop asking questions because I would like to survive the bear attack. <laughs> the bear is about to strike. You need to make a decision. Val just opens the door and pushes the doctor yeah. out. And she says, thank you! And You're then welcome. I take off in like a perpendicular direction, like not in the way of the parent and the doctor. Okay, I'm going to make an attack roll against the truck because I think that there was the moment when it was about to strike that it's all just kind of in the same place. So the bear just charges forward. So I'm going to try to attack the truck. I have the stats for the truck here. What's our truck AC? I did come up with an AC for the truck. It's very, very high. There's the plow on front. So maybe it'll like run up the plow and then over the truck. The trucks I see is 17. <laughs> That's pretty cool. good. Cool. Yeah. So it's a big I'm gonna, bear, though. It large big bear. The thing is, it has three attacks. So oh, I'm going to see how it do. Okay. Well, the two claw attacks I rolled failed. But I rolled a nat 20 on the bite attack. Ooh. So the bear charges at the truck and literally does a bear hug on it and munches down (laughs) the jaws of this thing, just go through the top of the windshield and like the corner where the truck and the windshield meet and then just like rip off a chunk. So now there's a bear chunk missing from the truck. See, this was Hmm. my least favorite part of Jurassic Park. (laughs) What was your favorite part? The velociraptors, obviously Milo, come on. (laughs) They're clever, they're clever girls. So I'm going to roll for damage against the truck. I'm really excited to walk to the museum, guys. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Okay. (laughs) All right. Your truck takes 22 points of damage. That's that's too many. That also hits the mishap table. So uh, Amanda, please roll a d10 for me. 
I got a five. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. The bear is now wrapped around the front of the truck. The truck is currently grappled. It also, with the chunk that's pulled out of the truck, it is now cold. The heater doesn't do enough with all the snow and the wind coming in from the hole. You might as well just be sitting like in someone's uncovered porch while this is happening. It's like you're not sitting outside and you're not necessarily getting hit in the face by snow and wind, but it's not you are no longer in an enclosed space with a heater. So the bear is now wrapped around the the front of the truck and is like roaring like through the hole, like it's the shining. Like it sees you, you see one like big yellow eye look in and then the snout pushed into the hole and just roaring into the truck. And Quinn is like backed away as far as far as she can from the hole and from the bear. She's not here anymore, over there. And I point. What role would you use to, to distract the bear? Persuasion. Persuade that Persuasion, bear. yeah. Yeah, you can use persuasion. You're trying to reason with the bear, you see. All right, got free, but I'm <laughs> going to use my last luck point. 18. All right, with an 18, you see Dr. Morrow hit her boots and put on the skis again and, like, blasts away like Sonic 30 feet away, and she picks up a snowball and throws it at the back of the bear and like, Hey! Giga bear, bear that's larger than regular bear for whatever reason that is. I'm over here. You want me? You get me. And then she waves and she's like, happy Tuesday. And she blasts away. And the bear then turns on its heel and starts galloping after Dr. Morrow as she goes like down the road. And as the road bears right, she just goes right into the forest. Bears right. Did you, bears right? Did yeah. you do that? <laughs> Okay. I did because I'm a great dungeon master and storyteller. <laughs> I think by the time everybody looks back at each other from watching the bear go away, I'm on my phone with January and I'm like, uh, hey, we are about 200 yards from the house and we need a new vehicle right now. Well, do we need a new vehicle or do we like, do you have a tarp? We could just cover the, the hole with a tarp. I like cover the mouthpiece. Um, we're also a bunch of costume superheroes about to emerge from my truck in downtown Lake Town City. So uh, this car might not make it all the way there. And I think whatever vehicles she has is probably going to be able to handle this better than my truck could at this point. And then a single tear rolls down my face. Okay. D- does she have a Batmobile? A, ba- a, ba- a Batmobile? Something like that. I mean, somehow this woman made it to the age that she is now. The Milo Mobile. No. Hey, I don't know if you wanted me to hear all that, but she does not have a Batmobile. <laughs> That's what I thought. Does she have anything good? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's check out the let's check out the garage. And you want to drive back? Yeah. I think I'm just going to back up back down the driveway. I just, I love the idea that you drove away. It's like superheroes going, and then it's like, uh. We're only like two minutes into red, so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just this is not going to make it, and it's already freezing in here. I'm fine. Are you guys cold? Okay. You you literally took damage before because you were so cold. <laughs> okay, wonderful. If you're going to go right back, then I won't make you roll a cold check. Yeah. All right, absolutely. Yeah, so you, you can you turn around and drive back. <laughs> going down the highway. <laughs> Just turn, turn around. So, yeah, let's go back and check out Dr. Morrow's uh, vehicles here. I need two different people to roll D4s. Uh, I got one. I'll do the other one. I got a one. I got a four. Okay. Ooh. So January hops out still wearing the flannel and now like also ear 
muffs but for rabbit ears it's Whoa. very cute it's very cute <laughs> and uh, he's like yeah the garage is in the back so he hops down and like all the way in the back if you go down you see that there's like a, a secret garage down there and you're like oh I don't know what she's been she's been working on you know stuff that goes in and out and he, he takes out one of those like you know those garage codes that everybody has and he's like yeah you gotta push really hard or they don't work so it's just like a paw like pushing into this thing <laughs> and the garage comes up and you see uh, there are two vehicles in here and one is there's really no way to describe this other than someone looked at a Hummer and said no this should have treads on it tight and it's missing the best part of a tank, which is a cannon on the front. Mm, that one. Yeah. So it's somewhere there. It is truly somewhere in between like a minivan and a tank. It has treads and but also it looks like a minivan. But then just like right on the front, jutting out like it's an elephant trunk is just a cannon. Val does not even look at the other vehicle. Val's already <laughs> getting in this Hummer truck thing. Uh, the other one is pretty funny. Aggie, what what was your truck? It was like a, a 1973 Ford. Yeah. Um, Dr. Morrow has like <laughs> that Ford, but, you know, they they it was actually off the market for a little while. And then it came back in like 2019. So she has that. <laughs> and it's in uh, taupe. A second tear rolls down Aggie's face and she gets into the driver's seat of the tank. <laughs> Into the tank. Come on, Milo. <laughs> but what do we need a cannon for? We just got attacked by a bear. We need the treads way more than the cannon. Yeah, the treads are important too, but the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be really cool if we jumped out of a tank, a tank minivan something. Do we have a name for it? Maybe if we can say that we, there's a name for this thing. We really do not have time for this. We had to come all the way back. Can we just get in the car and come up with the name as we go? So we're leaving right now, Mobile. January, what are the top speeds of these vehicles? Yeah, I mean, I'm no scientist, but I would say that a truck would go a lot faster than a tank. And honestly... One, you are a scientist. I, I guess that does make me a scientist. Uh, you know, this, this the, the truck goes as truck goes, but the tank goes pretty damn slow. Okay, fine. Aki jumps out of the tank into the car, starts it, and starts rolling forward. But it had a cannon in it, guys. No. We'll come back for it. We'll come back for it. Don't worry. Uh, it's just going to get bitten by a bear again. Jesus. But now it's new. Let's go. January, thank you so much. See you later. I got hot cocoa on the stove. I should actually go back before it scorches. Val's pouting. <laughs> can't go back from a scorch. You really can't. That's true. I'm going to have to make a whole other thing. And I brought out the good cocoa because I'm in the Can house by some? myself. And Dr. Morrow's have... always like, oh, we need to share. And I'm like, no, I bought this myself. And she's like, oh, but come on. We and have to she... go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Okay. Because Val really wanted to go. Val, roll a d6. Yeah. Okay. Four. If you're in the truck, this functions pretty much exactly the same as... Aggie's truck, except that you're gonna have a little bit better steering, but your visibility is gonna be a little bit worse because it's not yours, so it's harder to. Aggie as a person is gonna have a harder time just driving it. Sure, Milo, can we do the same thing again? Get that cooking? Yeah, I do it, but this time it's like two big hair dryers. Ooh, mm. tell me more about that. How does? <laughs> 
you know, it's like uh, it's like they're blowing with like hot air from their palms, and it's melting the ice and snow. Oh, that's fun! Instead of instead of pushing it, I like you know? that. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so with a D four, Val is pouting in the back seat, like could have been manning a, a, a fucking cannon right now. This is bullshit. Oh yeah, what uh, order are we in now? Oh, we're probably in the same seats. Yeah, I think so. I think I think we would have moved a little bit. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> Quint's in the front for sure. <laughs> oh, but Milo and I have so much in common. We both have pants on the floor. <laughs> I regret using pants as an example, but I did see those very distinctive uh, cups in the edge of the Taylor Swift documentary. <laughs> All right. Once you're getting on the on-ramp to get onto the highway, it's like you're very much leaving like the forest wooded area. You have to, It's like you're going towards industry, but then behind you is like the Adirondack Forest, right? I think uh, you've passed the previous spot. You all see the chunk of Aggie's car is just on the road and like partially covered by snow now. A second tear rolls down. Rip. Aggie, you see another, as you get closer, you see like a very large, dark shape in the road. I see around it, but don't plan to stop. Do I get a sense of what it is as we get closer? Yeah, you can make uh, you can make a perception check here. Seven. Uh, anybody else can make a perception check cool. if they think that they're looking out <laughs> Thank there. Thank you. Oop, five. I got a 25. Oh, hell wow. yeah. So perceptive. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, Milo. That bear thing probably shook you up real good, huh? No. <laughs> Why would you? No. So as you're going, you know, even on these back roads, there are still people on the road. So every time you like pass a car or even if there's a car pulled over to the side of the road, you're like, is that a bear? Is that the bear? And it was like, oh, no, it's just a car. And then you're like, oh, my God, is that a bear? And like, oh, no, that's a Miata. But as you get closer and this is the shape, you're like, oh, that's there's just a car in the middle of the road. That's not a bear. And you're like a thousand feet away. And then it's a giant bear. It, It looks like the Giga Bear. But now it's just like standing in the middle of the road with its nose just kind of like in the snow, sniffing. Uh, guys, that's that's the bear. That's the bear up there. That's the bear. The Giga Bear. Uh, Why isn't it chasing Dr. Morrow? I don't know. I didn't ask. I, I figured you didn't ask the bear why it wasn't chasing Dr. Morrow. Thanks, bud. Uh, is that superhero protocol? Should I ask the bear what it's no. doing? No. No. Oh, okay. But we could learn what it was doing, she asked. Aggie slows down and from about 100 feet away, mm-hmm. shouts, uh, Can we help you, Bear? Uh, what is this why are we asking? Why are I we hold asking up the dad things? finger. Come on. <laughs> the bear ignores you and is like sniffing at something in the snow. I say we don't question it. We drive by the bear and hope that it doesn't spot us. Since we're closer, can I see what it's sniffing at? Yeah, why don't you make uh, a nature check? Any of you can make nature checks or animal handling checks. Nature is about nature, but if you want to know about the bear itself, do an animal handling check. I got a 17 on nature. I got a 26 on animal handling. Great. I got a 14 on nature. Wow, Milo, you're really communing with this bear. I know. It's because uh, I'm so scared. It's just the fear, like, bonds The fear of the bear, yeah. Val, you are looking at this thing, and it's not aggressive like the other bear was that's good if this was another bear even if this is a giga bear whatever is going on in the forest right now they would have different markings like this is the same bear is the bear like cloned is it a cloned bear 
your old nature, so I can't tell you about cloning. But I what will say. What can I roll to find out about cloning? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Arcana? Roll an Arcana, and you need to get a twenty-five because you don't know oh, anything I, about. I science. literally cannot do that unless I get a nat twenty. If you roll a nat twenty, I will tell you if this bear is cloned. <laughs> Got a 16. Same bear, man. Same bear. This is the same bear that you just saw take a chunk out of Aggie's truck. Okay? Okay. I don't like that. Milo, animal handling, 26. I, I put a leash on this bear. <laughs> and fried it into the city. This is not out of tape of this bear. All right. You know what Hank Lane loves more than anything in the world? When he comes yes, home. Yes, I do. A really cold, really hoppy IPA. Absolutely, 100%. Such a dad. What a dad. When he comes home, he cracks open the hoppiest ale this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> and he watches <laughs> nature documentaries. He oh. loves them. Milo, your dad, he's like, has been pen pals with David Attenborough for like oh. 25 years. And it just like talking about nature and animals and like global warming and all of that stuff. And when I was a kid, Hank, my dad would send uh, drawings of animals that I made to Aww. David. Oh, adorable. Aww, that's really cute. And, and he would send a note back. He's like, P.S. Smashing. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in communication with David Attenborough for like years, like he finds nature documentary so soothing because, you know, animals, they have their own society, just like we have our own society. And the way, like, humans have built it, but the way that animal, every single species is different, and just watching that is beautiful. Yeah, it is. I like that. One of my favorite memories is, is sitting down next, next to him on the couch watching um, antelopes lope around. Absolutely. What a great verb to describe that. Thanks. Yeah. So you remember from watching a nature documentary, one about bears, that, like, this bear is just minding its own business. And the whole thing is that bears, although they're terrible, destructive killing machines when pushed, that if you just leave a bear alone, even as you get close to it, but you give it like as wide a berth as possible and you demonstrate that like it's chill. If this bear is chilling, it's chilling. All right, so we're going to drive past it then. Yeah, I relay all that information to Aggie. As long as Dr. Morrow's body wasn't like under a, under its paws or in a snowbank, I'm good to go. And so we drive fast. Okay, this I'm going to say you do need to roll because driving, although is still difficult and you're going to do it as nice and easy as possible, super low DC with advantage, Aggie, make a dexterity check and I'll give you advantage, but you need to pass a 10 just to make sure you don't disturb this bear, give it a super wide berth. A nat 20. Mm. Amazing. I think it's, it's mm. good, right, Eric? It's good. Uh, something, oh, Val, I also wanted to say, this bear is also giant. It's also 10 feet tall. And Milo, you also know, thinking about your nature documentaries, black bears in this area, because there was a whole, like, Lake Town City nature documentary that's been done, talking about, like, the creation of an urban environment as it interacts with the Adirondack Forest and all that. You saw, at one shot, you saw, um, they did some B-roll of the museum, and I was walking in, and I was really proud. Aww. And then someone's like, get out of the shot. They're like, we want to talk to Sage Lanceleaf. Get out of the shot. I want to affirm black bears in this area usually only grow to six to seven feet. Yeah. Seven feet, like almost never. You like average six. As my dad always said, if you can't dance with a bear, it's too big. 
Wow. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So with an at 20, you have full control over this truck. What's up? Uh, I think we give it a a gentle, uh, wide berth. I make eye contact with the bear and nod cordially. (laughs) And I think if we were to meet each other again, maybe the bear would remember my my moment of leaving it to its uh, foraging. But then we're going to glide smoothly onto the on-ramp. And I think we find the highway already had one round of plowing. And so certainly, you know, ice and snow is continuing to fall. But I would like to say that it's either been sanded or already had a, a preliminary plow. Yeah, for sure. I think with a nat 20, you have full control over this truck, even if it's your own. All that happens. And I think that, like, the snow and the wind have also abated a little bit. Like, it's not coming down, but still all of the problems of having a massive blizzard come through. And, like, now it's getting colder and maybe the snow is, like, icier. But luckily on the highway, it's been plowed at least once. So uh, you're not having any trouble driving on the highway. Yeah, I think we'll just go as quickly as is safe. For sure. Hey, it's Eric. So, we forgot when we first started this podcast some odd years ago that this comes out on a Tuesday. And because of the way that the United States is set up, apparently Tuesday is election day. So, I'm recording this in the past, last Thursday. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Hopefully it's good, you know, for the world at large. But if it's Tuesday and you're listening to this, you've probably already made your plan to vote. And if you haven't, go do it literally right now. But just, you know, take care of yourself. We can't always depend on the people and the institutions that are supposedly at the top, which is something that we've played with for a long time in all Join the Party games. And what you really have to depend on are the people who are around you and the community that is here to help you. When you help each other, Maybe you don't need to rely on everything else that's out there, and you can collectively work together to fight that bad stuff. But let's not worry about fighting. Just take care of yourself, okay? Welcome to the mid-roll. Now I'm going to read some ads. Oh, welcome to all of our new patrons who've come to our Patreon over the last month. It's really incredible, especially doing an exclusive Patreon thing, like join the team. I hope you're all enjoying it. The next episode is going to come out so soon. Listen, we we try to talk about this in a clean way, but really your money supports our job. You know, a time such as this, it's really strange and we really, really appreciate it. Um, And we're just trying to encourage other people to do the same because the Patreon community, ours and all people who contribute money directly to artists through Patreon are good people. And we just really, really appreciate it. If you're not part of that community, it's really easy to be a part of it. Today is a great day to join for as little as $5 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash join the party pod. You get access to our discord, which is super fun. All this bonus stuff, campaign one, campaign two, all of it. Just go to patreon.com slash join the party pod. And thank you for doing so. If you haven't checked your Patreon in a little while, we changed the tiers like a while ago and you might not be getting the stuff that you signed up for. So go check that. So patrons, yay. Old patrons, check your stuff. If you're not patrons, do it. We're a good time. I am so excited to welcome back World Anvil as a sponsor. Hello, World Anvil. It is a powerful world-building platform and specialized wiki for all world builders and a campaign manager for all of us with lots of little notes to keep track of. It is a great place to play your game, keep track of world-building characters for both players and game masters. Players can prepare as well. 
I know, wild. Players can manage their characters, make notes, roll dice, track their journeys and equipment, chat with a party, and show off their characters and GMs. Ah, hello, GMs. You can build your lore, maps, stat blocks, and timelines, plan sessions, and share materials with your players. All of that for just a subscription that starts at $3 a month, and you can even use a free version if you're not ready to commit yet. So you can head on over to World Anvil, the word world, the word anvil.com, and use code join the party for 10% off all six and 12 month memberships. We are also sponsored this week by Hero Forge. Hello, Hero Forge. Thank you so much for our Halloween spooktacular last week. We really appreciate it. And now you're sponsoring our real one. It's incredible. You're all over the place. You're the best. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy races and thousands upon thousands of parts to choose from. And now they have colored minis too. Oh, we love our minis and we know you'll love yours as well. Here's the trap about Hero Forge is that you think you're not going to spend any money, right? You just like kind of tooling around and you make this figure and you take screenshots and you send it to your friends, which like if you felt like coming up with NPCs or anyone from join the party, that would be really cool. If you're just like, have any free time? It's really incredible. And you're just like, oh, I'm just going to do this on a lark. And then you're like, this thing is so incredible. I want to buy it. And then you do. That's how they get you. by being interesting and good. Damn it, Hero Forge. How dare you be interesting and good? So visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom mini today and check back often. New content is added every single week. That is HeroForge.com. And finally, hello, hello. We're sponsored by 20 Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. There is truly something for everyone at 20 Sided, which explains why I've been talking about it for three years. Whether you've been buying gifts for loved ones or pick out something new for yourself. The website now has a staff pick section that can help you find new stuff too and follow them on social. I didn't realize the people who make kids on bikes now make kids on brooms. So it's like super spooky, super good. It's not just like October isn't just spooky. I think November is spooky as well. Nothing spookier than eating a giant bird at the end of the year and then having your family yell at you. I love Thanksgiving, but that's also what it is. Truly, though, I find this stuff out because the people at 20 Sided Store keep me informed. So you got to check them out. So head on over to 20sidedstore.com to check on all they have to offer. And when you do, remember to use code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off your online order. Now, back to the show. All right. uh, Who has not rolled uh, a D6 for me here? Me. Bram Brampton, give it to me. <laughs> um, something's wrong with my dice because I got a six. Will you re-roll for me, my man? Yeah. I made an event table, so you already hit you already did six. Three. Okay, that's a new one. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh-oh. So you're yeah, you are all driving down the highway. And you're getting farther, like Aggie said, with her her net twenty, the the There's highway. no problems ever. We just coast. There's a button outside that says turn on power for city. We push it and then we all go home and mm-hmm, drink hot mm-hmm. toddies. Yeah, that sounds delightful. And you all tell your loved ones that you're super powered and it's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're driving down the highway and the majority of this drive, it's no slower than what you would do if you were driving down the highway at like a responsible speed. Like 
you can go 55 on this and it's probably going to be okay taking highway one into downtown uh, as you get closer into downtown much like in new york city and i'm sure in other cities around the united states the infrastructure is really poor because of course there's just like exits going in different directions because they didn't figure that the the city would grow as fast as it is like if you've been in austin or charlottesville it's like the city is stacked on top of each other and the infrastructure like didn't catch up so there's the exit from mamafavica and it's like four exits before that and it's like take exit four to go here take exit five so it's this kind of jammed as people are trying to figure out what exits to go on. And also, there are a bunch of cars that have stopped in front of you because a massive tree has kind of fallen in front of the road as you're trying to go down to the exit for Mumafafaka. Val is just pulling the coat tighter around them as they get out of the car being like, my time has come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go try and lift the tree. Okay, so this is where we haven't talked about this yet. So there are people in cars that are in their cars and they're just kind of like honking. And one person is also standing out there like in a ma- in a massive beanie and a big coat. Be like, I called the fire department. They're coming. I, it's happening. So there are people here. Yeah, I'm in costume already. Though. Okay, so yeah, you're yeah. in costume. Yeah. It was just like a jacket on over it. My normal leather jacket is underneath my costume leather jacket. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I cast Guidance on Vulcani? Bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what does Guidance do? Guidance, you get a 1d4 um, added to any ability check. Oh, hell yeah. Wonderful. And is Guidance a spell or it's- it is a cantrip? Perfect. What does Guidance look like? I don't think we've cast this one yet. I, th- <laughs> I think the hand in my chest just comes out and like gives Vulcani a big high five. And like it's really inspirational. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. The ghost believes in me. Val has touched more ghosts than I think anybody. Honestly, it is a, someone give me a Guinness World Record, I'm, I'm all about it. Quinn turns back to Milo, and she, and she says, So, uh, how much control do you have over that ghost in your chest? I feel like a ghost willingly, if whatever ghost kind of portal is in there, would not just willingly do high fives? No, I'm in complete control. I'm very strong and powerful. And <laughs> I have, uh, Val just laughs. Give me a persuasion check, my lad. <laughs> Uh, 13 minus 1 for 12. <laughs> Quinn just just gives you a straight face and says, Oh, cool. Okay. Turns back around. I'm going to pass Quinn the like little eye mask that I had been wearing and just keep my hat kind of tilted forward instead. Okay. So the only one out of the car right now is Volcani, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Volcani, you walk out and there's like a bunch of people like in their cars and that one guy who called the fire department out there and... He's just like, he turns around, he's like, are, are you with the fire department? No. Okay. Who are, who are you? Don't worry about it. And then I'm just going to go past him to the tree. Okay. I think that a bunch of people are now like also get out of their cars just to be like, who, who is, who is this? I have plus one to fame. Give me a little something. I think with a plus one to fame, all of the people, they are like, they're not really sure what's happening. And maybe there's like a person or two muttering in the back of like, oh my God, that's Volcani. Uh, did you, were you at that, uh, that hockey game where they punched that guy? Oh, the, the weird guy with the, ta- the weird guy with the tablet. Yeah, that was them. Wow. Oh, like a few people recognize you. Uh, that's fine. Aggie pulls out a tiny little notepad from like the Stewart's gas station and writes, 
I am the fire question mark as a potential like slogan for Volcani. <laughs> I like that to talk about Very good. That's good. So what are you going to do with this massive tree? Instinct says I want to just pick it up and throw it somewhere, but I think I'm going to like just swing it around so it's only on the like against the guardrail rather than in the middle of the street. What's your strength here? If I'm adding my proficiency, it's six. Okay, plus six. I'm going to give you a DC 18 on this okay. because this is pretty difficult, but you're a strong person. So I'm going to give you a DC 18 just to straight up push this tree. Okay, cool. And I have guidance, so I can roll that 1d4. Yeah. Great. Okay, so I rolled an 11, which mm. means I hit 17. So I think I'm going to pass either way, but I'm going to roll the guidance. Okay. And a plus two. So I got yes. a 19. 19. I helped. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, I think with with the ghost powers uh, empowering you, yeah, you... I think while Val is doing this, like, there is a little bit of, like, ghostly midnight green blues sort of, like, on their, like, fists or hands or whatever as they're as Very cool. Uh, yeah, Val, so you're pushing this tray out of the way, and people are like, oh, wait, nice. I, lo- I love this. But thank you so much. Oh, my God, Vulcani, this is great. And at that point, you hear the sound of snowmobiles pull up. It's like, vroom, vroom, vroom. And there's a skidding, sorry. You hear the sound of one snowmobile coming oh, very no, fast towards you. Uh, Go away, and, Emily. And also the galloping of hoofs. Uh, oh no. Uh, Taxonomy's gonna break his leg out there and I'm not gonna be upset about it. And, <laughs> and it's like someone is going, out loud and you look up and you see Emily Slaughter in like the whitest Canada goose down jacket you've ever seen with like the fur trim on the top riding a moose and <laughs> sour Anthony in his flyboy jacket it's like he just took his flyboy outfit and then put like a fur hood on it like flying towards you and Emily's like sit don't worry everyone we're here to fix everything Val's <laughs> just like what are you here to fix Emily Slaughter like whispers something down to the moose as they're running up and like the moose almost skids to a stop like they practiced it (laughs) and then uh, Sour Anthony lands also on the moose hey don't worry guys we're here I know it's all snowy and stuff but we got this and Emily's like don't we heard that there was a tree fallen and we're just here to take care of everything Uh, what is the situation I drive to the front of the like queue of cars waiting on the exit ramp mm-hmm. and roll my window down and say, oh, you can handle pedestrian management. Thank you so much. <laughs> Volcani, let's go. Here we go. Milo turns to Quinn and is like, I, I can fly too. I can do that. Oh, really? Wow. That's yeah. so cool. Thanks. I- can you fly like right now? I'm concentrating right now. Oh, okay. Can I, I mean, it, it, can I see you fly? That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Like right now? Yeah, like no, truck? for sure. No. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not snowing anymore, and that guy can fly, so. Okay. Um, it is still snowing, though, isn't it? It's snowing a little bit. It's not, like, blizzarding anymore, okay. but now it's just, like, cold. Cool. Val's just like, Milo, stay inside. You're, ve- yeah. you're very, you're very cold. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe, um, maybe we, maybe, uh, after this is over, I can, like, we can, uh, we can go get, like, a soda and I can show you. Oh my god. No, I mean, like, well, I mean, that guy's flying and that's pretty cool. I, I mean, if you can fly, I think that you should also fly. All right. <laughs> Milo's, g- 
Milo's gonna cast gaseous form. Val gets in the car and just pushes him back in, like, no. Later. <laughs> you can impress the hot girl later. Yeah, you, you're, tra- you're going almost incorporeal, but now Val slams the door and you, like, bump against the window. <laughs> you're, like, half ghost. <laughs> Oh my Killanova, god. we need you on the wheels. All right, come on, guys. And then I continue to drive toward the museum. As that's happening, I think that Emily Slaughters is kind of going around and says, like, ah, that must have been Volcani, one of our, definitely one of the uh, friends of the upcountry keepers. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's so great that, uh, that they could. Not your friend. It's so great that they could help everybody out because we're just here to serve the citizens. I know that this is a hard. This is a difficult situation, but where you can all go to the place that you want to go. We're going to have Taxonomy here, uh, who is our, our moose friend, <laughs> clear out the area so everyone can just wait their turn. And, like, Taxonomy, the moose, uh, is now, like, in front, like, trying to, like, trample up and down the exit ramp. So, like, there's currently there, like, in the way right now. I'd like to make an intimidation check on the moose. Yes, good. Be like, get out of the way. We need to go. And I'm going to make eye contact with Emily and say, thank you so much. We have a we have a, a power situation. Can we just go ahead one sec? Emily says, oh, hold on. We want to make sure everything is safe for everyone. Hold, please hold on. May I intimidate the moose now, please? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's a 16 plus 5, 21. <laughs> Damn, I rolled an 18 plus 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. <laughs> How do you intimidate the moose? Just look at it. I'm like, venison ain't the only thing on the menu. Quietly, so only he can hear. Oh, <laughs> With <my>. his moose <laughs> ears. Hey, uh, don't you know, there's no reason to threaten me. I'm just a good old moose, eh? And uh, taxonomy <laughs> changes back into... His human form, which is pretty much just like him with a domino mask on and like a hood from his hoodie and just like joggers and boots. That's great. <laughs> wow. With the moose out of the way, can we just drive? Like, is there a gap for us just to leave? Yeah, I think that they were trying to do like a really big show of like trying to clear out the snow. The upcountry keep up county upcountry keepers doing a show upcountry. What's their? I don't even know. I can't remember their name. No one really remembers their name. The upcountry keepers. <laughs> Oh, it's is like that in character, the, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the up, uh, up, I don't know. I can't up remember. Chuck Keepers. Aggie says very quietly. <laughs> up their own butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's space now to drive by, because now Emily, who is standing on top of the moose, now can't stand on top of the moose, so they both, like, land, and now they're just, like, standing in the exit. It's like, okay, well, it seems like this area is safe now. All right. Thank you. Great job, guys. Thank you, Volcani. Thanks, Volcani and friends of the Upcountry Keepers. Thank you. Not your friends. Still nope. not your friends. All right, and then uh, they get out of the way. <laughs> At that point, Sour Anthony flies around oh, and gosh. is hovering next to the car on the driver's side, like looking in and like looking at looking at Val. What a creep. Hey, man, hey, what's going on? I'm going to gun it. I'm going to drive as fast as it's safe. Yeah, make a dexterity check for me. I'm going to cast uh, Shape Water as well. 19. Ooh, good job. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I was rolling to see Sour Anthony holding on to the car as you drove away. He's like, he, he's <laughs> like, he like leading. Does he like break an icicle off as he tries to grab onto the like edge of the door handle? Yeah, it's like he was leaning into your window and then you just speed away like 
you were driving away from a bully in a 1950s, like, just say no to bullying campaign. I'm picturing him with, like, his <laughs> elbows still out, like, as if we're in Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as we drive, I want to say to Quinn, hey, so um, can you can you do that? Can you do your social media thing? Because we're not part of their brigade and I need everyone to know it. Oh, yeah, sure. Are, are you guys cool with that? Yeah, no, I love social media. They like me on there. Yeah, I follow a lot of, like, donut shops and stuff. That's great. That sounds like a perfect... This is Eric here. That sounds like a perfectly curated social media feed. I love that. <laughs> Quinn's like, yeah, what do you want to do? Maybe just, like, take some photos or some footage or whatever as we do whatever we're about to do. And then later we can be like, wow, so glad we alone, the three slash four of us, saved the situation and turned on the power. Hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll definitely do that. Um, I think... And this is just my experience as a social media person, right? Um, it sounds like that, first of all, that's Emily Slaughter from the article? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What a piece of work. She uh, sucks, doesn't she? Yeah. She's so bad. A third tear rolls out of my eye. I love you. So A tear rolls out of your third eye. What a... Oh, man. Oh, manzies. Okay. Uh, it seems like... She's the kind of person who has a social media person who's already posting stuff. So if we want to get ahead of it, we want to be first, and it looks like they didn't do stuff. Right? I feel like we need to do it sooner. Like, should we do it now? Do we have time? What if we also, instead of being, like, the superheroes saving the day, we're, like... We're like the neighborhood superhero. We're like your best friend. We're down home. Maybe we take a selfie and we're like, "Look at us. We're saving the city." But we're we're one of you. Yeah. Like, no. I just counter, I counter that narrative. You know? That sounds great. But we just I think we need to do it now. I don't think that we can wait for whatever is happening. And also, like, what if the the Giga Bear eats all of us and we all die and I can't post it? That's true. That's a good fear. What if? Oh, or we could be the all mysterious people. Like we could all sit in the front row of the truck and then like it's in shadow and you only see our, our, the, our profiles and it's like three new heroes emerge in Lake Town City to save the day. This sounds like a more involved project. I'm, I'm having <laughs> second thoughts. I don't know. I trust Quinn's judgment for this. I just, I just want a photo. I just want to do it now and I want to have All a right, photo let's do of it now, then. Let's yeah. just do it. Can I just like look around the street as we're stopped at a red light and look for like a branch that is blocking a like accessibility ramp or something. Yeah, that's actually really funny. So you're as you guys are talking about what you want to do to try to to go to help somebody on the way. You are at a red light and you see to the right that there is uh, you're driving by um, the Black Diamond Diner, which is a 24 hour diner that's intentionally off the highway before you go into downtown proper. They have the best curly fries. Best curly fries. Oh, best curly fries. Like French onion soup. Just like, mm, why, why at a diner? But I will have it there. <laughs> Garbage plate to die for. <laughs> it's actually, they call it um, the toxic waste plate here because it's a garbage plate, <laughs> but they put in jalapenos into the, like, the, the potato hash. So mm. it's like, ah, oh, toxic. Wonder. So that actually, what's wild about the, the Black Diamond Diner is that it used to be an old ski chalet from the 1970s. So it was like, oh, we're going to build up this area. We're going to, there's going to be skiing here. But in the ski lodge and the ski company, never like it never really materialized. So they just had this chalet here, but then it was turned into a diner. The thing is about it is like all the wood and it has that really big, like 
those like very very large steps in there that's like they're separated so it's just like there's space underneath the steps and do you know you guys know what i'm talking about like an open staircase Mm -hmm. yeah it's like an open staircase because it has all these like 1960s 1970s ski touches on it be like ooh, like this is where the fire pit used to be but now it's just like there's a (laughs) diner inside um there is a massive amount of snow covering the front of the Black Diamond Diner. It is like covering the entire doorway and also all of the stairs. So as you pull up, Quinn's like, oh, do they need help? It they sound it looks like they need help. Yeah, it'll take us five seconds. Here, let me get out here. I'm gonna get out now and I'll just like don't just do your thing. I'll take photos. So Quinn hops out and like bundles up and then you see her like run like to 50 feet and like climbs on top of a car to get like really a good angle. <laughs> I was just walking to the diner. It's like, hey, remember how we were going to turn the power on for the entire city? All right, let's clean out some snow. We're going to do that in a second, I promise. Okay, just like, just let's let's do our thing. Yeah, I can do some shape water stuff. Volcani, you can do some fire punching that will melt oh, the snow. Yeah, that's true. I can just punch you know? snow, huh? All right. I think I'm going to jump up onto the roof, um, you take step in the wind, mm-hmm. and punch the ice that has accumulated at the very edge of the roof to like break the snow because it's currently like a big sheet so i'm just gonna like punch it or use my hat maybe to like throw it and try to like slice razor blade style so that all the snow will dissipate yeah no i love the i love the hat keep your step in the wind if you don't want to go up there because your hat is a is a throwing weapon so let's all do so you want to miley you want to use shape water yeah i'm gonna like turn it into water again like unfreeze it cool and then uh, volcani you just want to punch I'm going to punch some snow with fire. Okay, wonderful. So, uh, Volcani, you, you do an attack roll, and so does the Preserver. And then I'm going to look up Create Water to see how much, how easy this is for you, Brando. 18. 13 plus 6 for a 19. Yeah, uh, you definitely do it. So, Val, you punch into the big... You, you <laughs> I like that you punch into this massive pile of snow, and then it just all kind of, like, melts around. Yes. It's like it's like you're you're playing Tetris, and then it just, like... A one line came out. Yes, great. <laughs> I love that. And then Milo, you also take like a five foot. It's it's a five foot cube. So you just like turn that into water. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So and, and it uh, like steams off of Volcani's fists as well. That's beautiful. Yes. Maybe it's, Milo's like at near the bottom, near the ground. Volcani's in the middle, and then I'll throw my hat to kind of like slice the the ice and snow off at the roof line. Uh, yeah, and I think that you you cut some stuff down, and you're you're definitely making it safer. Um, this might take a little while, as you I think you you all just keep doing this, and everyone, please make an investigation check for me. Mm. <laughs> oh no, seven. Oh, I only got a 12. Mm, uh, so technically I got a zero. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, man, I haven't seen this much. I have never seen this much snow. It's so great. <laughs> With a 12, Milo, you see that you can, there are two different ways you can attack this. One is you can try to just keep going out like the stairs, or you can try to let like clear out in front of the door. The doors are currently snowed in, but also the entire stairs are snowed in. Like me specifically, or us as a team? Um, you can uh, you you notice that you can you can kind of like attack it from two different angles. You can do it from the front to like dig it like dig it out, or you can go from the back and try to clear out the Snowden doors. What do we think, y'all? Um, I think the doors would make sense. Like, what if there's people stuck in there? Me too. Because then you can yeah. use your shovel and get the rest of the way out. Yeah. True. 
true. For sure. Okay, yeah. Let's do doors. Yeah. So yeah, you you three uh, trying to clear out the doors in there, and like, the it's like one of those photo. <laughs> I see this on Reddit every once in a while. It's just always that that photo of someone opening a door and there's just like snow in the doorway. Yeah. It's just yeah. fully covering these 10-foot glass doors from this 1970s ski chalet. And as you get closer, you hear people are banging on the doors. Nice. Yeah, we'll focus on the on the door. Wonderful. Uh, I think that you dig them out and you throw it open and, and you come inside of the Black Diamond Diner. And like, it also looks like a 1970s ski chalet inside. Nice. It's like someone put in a counter, but it's still like all wood everywhere. And <laughs> there aren't necessarily like, there are makeshift tables that have been like put inside where there were like conversation pits and like those like octagonal benches where like all people could be sitting uh, while after skiing. But they just like, they made it work, you know? Cute. Is there it. a big fireplace? There is. There is a big Wonderful. fireplace, which is it's currently out, and it is just it is cold in there. Yeah. Well, your boy over here is gonna create bonfire Excellent. on that fireplace. That's what I was hey. gonna ask hey. you. <laughs> I love that the first thing you do is like you see all these people, and then you're just like, Psh, fire comes on. <laughs> like we're gonna get your your electricity back on. We just wanted to make sure you guys are all okay. I think somebody steps up who's wearing uh like who's wearing an apron that, that's like covered in grease. This white guy in his forties uh, runs up and says, "Like, did you see a niece out there? A what? What? Did you see a a, a niece? He's the other cook. Um, he went outside to to go like he go to check on his car and he hasn't come back in after like an hour. Oh, oh no. no, no. Okay, uh, we'll go look for him, I guess. But we wanted to make sure y'all were okay too." Oh, no, Sue, no, thank you. <laughs> it's like everyone else is like, oh, my God, thank you. I, I thought I would be stuck in this diner forever. Oh, my God. But the, uh, the other Wouldn't cook. be the worst thing with those curly fries, am I right? And that onion soup. <laughs> yeah, we uh, once, this, once the power comes back on, we'll make you some. For, yeah, for sure. Just can you look for a niece? Okay, we're going to look for a niece. Okay. Does he also smell like licorice? What? You know, like a niece? Never mind. It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go try to find this this man. Yeah, can we hmm. step outside and roll investigation? Yeah, you can look for an investigation. 17. Two. Four. <laughs> All right. For 17, Aggie, you're looking kind of just like in the massive snowdrift that is covering the entire stairs. And you look and you see that there is like a little bit of brown leather peeking out of the snow. I uh, pointed out and we... Gently, as if using a hair dryer to melt glue at a distance, melt the snow. <laughs> oh, Milo can just shape it away. It's fine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the snow is whipped away from it, and yeah, you look at it, and there, it's uh, it's a wallet, and it seems pretty beat up. And you look through it, there's like twenty dollars in cash and some ticket stubs. And you look at the license, and it says Anise Lin, uh, and it's a picture of a of a younger uh, Chinese guy. And in his photo, he has shaggy black hair, and he has somehow has managed to do a thumbs up in his license photo. That's dope as hell. Yeah. So this is Anise's wallet. God, where did he go, though? Yeah. I'm just going to start yelling, like, Anise, Anise. Well, they said he, w he went to go check his car. Why don't we check the cars in the area, see if he got snowed into his car? Quinn? Yeah. Oh, not Quinn. What am I going to call you? Never mind. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Smaller preserver. <laughs> Preserver light. Preserver girl. All right. But I would like to go, I guess, investigate the cars and see if he got snowed into one of them. Mm. Or can we ask, like, what kind of car does he have? Uh, Yeah, he 
I'm not good at cars. He has a pickup? All right, great. That's that's all I needed. Okay, thank you. Great. Let's go look for a truck pickup-shaped mound of snow, I imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you go into the parking lot and you clear off a bunch of snow. And you see that, like, there's a bunch of cars in there. And then you see that there's a, a blue pickup. And um, you clear it off and it's just the nobody's inside. It's just a car. Was there enough, like, snow around the wallet? To still like cover a person, or would we clear that all out? Yeah, no, there is a lot of snow still there. This is still like a massive. It's like a house-sized amount of snow that's covering this these these really large stairs. So yep. he probably didn't make it too far. So while Volcani goes and checks out the truck, I'm gonna keep doing shape water and, and melt the snow. Cool, for sure. Uh, Aggie, what are you doing? I think I'm just gonna climb to the peak of the roof now that we've cleared it and survey from there to see if I notice anything. Wonderful. Also, make sure Quinn's okay. We haven't heard from her in a while, and it worries me. I go, cuckoo. And she goes, Brrr. There you go. An eight. Yeah, the snow is abetted. Like, okay. the blizzard's no longer happening. You still look around, and like, man, the city still doesn't have power. Beans. And it's getting, it's kind of getting dark. Milo, you keep shaping water away, and then eventually you see a thumb peeking out of the snow. Oh, thank God. <gasps> Uh, guys, I think I think we found him. Okay. Hell comes running, running back over. Yeah, so you're all just like, you're all clearing this out? Mm-hmm, yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so as you clear out the snow, you see Anise. Anise is wearing, like, a black beanie, jeans, and just a t-shirt and his apron. And he's saying he's been stuck in the snow for a little while, so he's like... So he's probably fine then, right? Yeah, oh no, he's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he is, like, in shock. He's still, like, lucid and conscious, but he is he looks real bad. Can Val just hug him? Because as we established before, that gives, like, con saves or something. <laughs> I'm also going to hold my two hands over Anissa's chest and do one healing die on him. Wonderful, do it. I uh, restore nine points. Oh, describe uh, your healing thing. I hover my hands over his chest and orange sparks jump from my hands to the surface of his body and then they go right into his chest and like warm him. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he was like really out of it, like on the brink of hypothermia and he just looked really chilled. But now like you see the energy come back to him and he's just like, oh, oh, oh my God, what happened? I was coming back into the diner and then I was, and then this, and then I saw there was wind and then I saw the tree move and then I'm here. I put my hands on his shoulders and I say, never go outside without a coat. Please go back in. We have to go restore power to the city. Um, I'm the preserver. That's Volcani and Kilanova. Um, social media about us. And then I run back to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag us, please. <laughs> okay. And he, he raises a, a thumbs up to you as you go here's away. Your, here's your wallet. Here's your wallet. Oh, yes. Oh. Here's your wallet. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. He like grabs it out of the air because uh, he's a uh, niece is a cool guy. And he, he, like, dusts himself off. He's like, thank you, Kilanova. Thank you, Preserver. Kilanova Volcani. I'll never forget you. We'll be back for toxic plates. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's my thing. I put in the jalapeno. You're a genius. Thank you. I love it. Sick. And then, yeah, you all, you three run back to the car, and Quinn all slips in behind. And she's like, y'all, I got some great photos of all of you. 
Good, post them. She's already posted to her Insta. Great. The caption is like, oh my god, can't believe the blizzard hit Lake Town City, but so glad that Volcani, Kilanova, and the Preserver were here to take care of us. Hashtag Th- support independent heroes. <laughs> Hashtag support independent <laughs> heroes. Um, and they tagged, they also tagged the Black Diamond Diner as like the location. Smart. And there's a photo of Volcani just melting the snow with your, your flame fist. There's one of the preserver on the roof looking out in the city. And since it's evening, this like you got a really good golden hour shot. Oh, fuck nice. yeah. There's another one of Kilanova shaping the water with a ghost hand and finding the, the initial moment of finding Lynn's hand. And then there's one of all three of you all doing all of the things that you did at the moment where preserver is healing Anise. It's like this above shot that catches all three of you doing stuff in that particular moment. How did she even get up there? Okay, okay, let's let's go. And you, you know exactly how she got up there. <laughs> and I floor it. Uh, yeah, I was museum. on top of a car. No one saw me. Incredible, Quinn. And then she turns around and she's like, "I climbed on a building." <laughs> <laughs> very cool. It was tight. I won't tell Aggie. It's fine. Yeah, it was very very cool. No, she really she's cool. definitely hearing this. I just oh okay. I was whispering. All right, wonderful. Yeah, you were speeding away. Quinn also shows you, uh, you two, because Aggie's driving. She shows that Emily Slaughter had posted a photo of her and taking credit for moving the log out of the way. See, I told you that's what she was going to do. And also there was another photo because a truck went by only like a minute after you left. And it also lost control and skidded out, which would have been a much worse problem if you hadn't moved that tree out of the way. Can I check to see if anyone hashtagged me? Like anyone who was in the crowd who recognized me before Emily was like, I did this. Yeah, I think that there was a bunch of comments that are like, oh my God, thank you so much. Upcountry Keeper, so great. And then there's like two comments that are like, where's Volcani? Uh, Volcani was was great. Volcani moved the thing out of the way. Hell yeah. And uh, there, it's just kind of like buried because the other ones like have likes and stuff. But cool. there's a paper trail. Cool. Um, wonderful. I'm also going to give all of you plus one to your fame. Ooh. Yay, I'm back to zero. <laughs> Plus two fame, y'all. So your fame, when you do things in front of people, uh, you're, the DCs of things change. For example, the 18 for moving the tree out of the way. There we mm. go. Okay, so yeah, the likes are pouring in and comments and stuff just like talking about this. And then Anise posts one from the official Black Diamond Diner account. It's going pretty well. Ooh. All right, let's go to the museum. We have a real thing we got to do. Yeah, I feel like this is definitely like a lunch spot for downtown. So hopefully the museum is not too far away. Yes, you are very close to the museum. So you, there's nobody on the streets now. Everyone's cars are still snowed in. It's like the, the plow has just moved the snow and like covered everyone's cars. Oh, and then of course, Milo, you know the best way to get to Mumma It sounds closer right. and closer to Motherfucker every time we say it. Yes. <laughs> the MMFFCC. MMFFC. Mumma so yeah, you drive up. You can't find parking, but I think Queen is just like I'll I'll I'll, I'll drive it into I'll drive it somewhere. I'll, I'll take care of it. You guys run in. Okay. Be responsible. I'm gonna hop out. Yeah. Uh, so you three hop out, and you're in front of the the MMFFC. No one is around. It is a ghost town. No pun intended, Milo. <laughs> like even even on your off days, there's still like an elementary school class, or maybe like some uh, retired folk are coming in and just checking out what's going on. It's like, oh, I remember this. I remember when this came in. There is no one there. Even on the days that it's closed, this is a 
beacon for what downtown is. It is truly a pantheon to what Dr. Morrow has put together, but now it's dead. Like, nothing and no one is in there, supposedly. You go to the front. Actually, so Lucas was taken around the office of Mr. Brewpot? Yes. If yeah. I'm remembering correctly? He was definitely in the back. Do I know the quickest route and the most, like, stealthy route to get there? Or would it be back, like, through the back-loading dock into, like, through the where the, we keep the artifacts and holding and then to the office? Yeah, I think that would be the quickest route to get there. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to lead the team around that way then. Cool. Sounds good. I like that. Yeah, I think that you go to the you go through the loading dock and you try the door. And although it, uh, Mr. Brewpot said that it was supposed to be everything was supposed to be closed, Lucas was still working and did not lock the door. So the door right. is just un- is just unlocked. <laughs> yeah, I think that you uh, you go around through the back entrance, the one that you take every day to go into work. And um, I think that as you're walking through, you poke your head into all the other offices or the places where people would usually be working and you just don't, you don't see anything. It's just totally dark. And then you like turn a corner and you see there's like a slight glow coming from the break room. I'm going to go in there and check it out. Yeah. As you walk over there, uh, Lucas, (laughs) you just hear, just playing the switch. Yeah, Lucas is playing his switch on the highest volume. He has all of the chairs like moved over to the table in the break room and like a bunch of snacks just laid out. And like all of his stuff is just everywhere. <laughs> He's turned this into his personal lounge slash kitchen. And I say, Citizen, is everything okay here? And he drops his he drops the switch and he's like, shit, what? Uh-oh. What? <laughs> Uh, Citizen, we heard reports that someone was in trouble here. It seems like everything is okay. Aggie puts her hand over her face. (laughs) Yeah, everything's fine. Who who are you? I'm Kilanova, protector of space and time. The what? (laughs) (laughs) Shh, shh, Val, shut up. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh, okay. Kilanova? That's kind of a really specific name. Is like, it? I didn't realize the reference. Yeah, it's like you know, the opposite of a supernova thing. Do you like kind space? Kind of. Yeah, I, I protect space. He's a nerd. Oh, you're a nerd. Who are you? Who are you? Volcani. <laughs> okay. Preserver. Uh, where's the fuse boxes? Oh, um... I mean, in Dr. Morrow's office. Why? Cool, let's go do that. We gotta turn power on for the city later. Okay, okay. cool, cool, cool. That's fine. As the two of them go to Dr. Morrow's office, I'm gonna peel off and then take my costume off and run back into Lucas. Why? Because I want to find out why he hung up the phone. Why don't you just call him and be like, hey, what happened? Because Milo doesn't think about smart things. Okay, listen, do, do what you gotta do. <laughs> okay, uh, Lucas, yeah, Lucas says, oh, Milo, how did you get Lucas, in here? Lucas, I, I, it was unlocked. Is everything okay? You hung up on us. No, my phone died. I thought it was fine. No, what's up? I was just hanging out here because I thought Dr. Morrow or Dr. Brewpot would be mad if I didn't do those things. Also, I don't, I don't get off for another hour. Your phone died. You didn't plug it back in and, like, text me or call me or anything? In the middle of a blizzard. Oh no, I did. 
Oh no, I did. Oh, it didn't go through. I was. I didn't. I just switched to data afterwards. It didn't go through. My bad. Okay. Well, well, what's up? I thought you were dead. Oh, no. That's I didn't good. think you I'm were. Glad. I didn't think you were dead. That's because I called you. I didn't. My phone didn't die on you. Oh, okay. Should I have called you back? Yeah. Okay. Next time I'll call you back for sure. Okay. And then I hug Lucas. <laughs> yeah, he, hugs, he he like does the thing where he's like, "Why are we? What happened? Why are we hugging?" And then he's like, "Oh," <laughs> and then he puts his hand around you. And while you're hugging Lucas, at that moment, all of you hear, "Boom!" from the front and then as the doors fly off in the front of the museum fuse boxes now come on yep as you run over that you run over to dr morrow's office and just looking at this thing there's like five locks on it and there's also a keypad with a screen that is all off i'm gonna run my hand along the top of the door frame do i find a key (laughs) make an investigation check oh my god i if Uh, seven. Um, you run your hand over the top of the doorframe and you feel something and it's a piece of paper and you grab it and you look at it and in Dr. Morrow's, like, terrible handwriting, it says, Ha-ha! Not this time! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can walk back up to them and, um, I can turn into a a gas cloud and go through the crack of this door. Good job, Milo. Oh, fuck yeah. So, um, I'm gonna unhug decouple from the hug <laughs> and I'm gonna say Lucas just stay here that's very loud banging over there I'm gonna go check that out barricade yourself in here yeah cool you got plenty of snacks okay what was that I don't know should I, I got, deadly okay should I check it out no you should stay in here and lock the door and barricade yourself in quickly okay wait why are you more prepared for this than I am I have watched a lot of monster movies. Uh, okay. Just barricade yourself in, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm going to run over to the office. And as I'm like running through the hallway down to Dr. Z- Dr. Morrow's office, my body sort of like dissolves into gas, into like ghostly gas. And uh, I don't break stride and I just like run through the door. I Hell love yeah. that. That's very w- cool. Will you roll on the spirit search table for me? Aha, 10. Oh, wonderful. All right, you're up to a five. And as you do that, and you're, as you're floating through the door, this is like these offices are in the back because it's Brew Potts and Dr. Morrow's. So these are like the important offices. So like there's a, there's a hallway that leads all the way in the back there. And you hear the stomping is coming closer and closer. And uh, Milo, you are fully through the door, but Volcani and Preserver, you see that the Giga Bear roaring and stomping and gnashing its teeth. They're stomping down the hallway towards you. In its claws are the tattered remains of Dr. Morrow's jacket. 